Hey guys, this is Mike, and welcome to Feeling Twisty. Thanks for listening. So I was talking to Kim earlier today about uh, a couple of other people and just about how the bitterness and this one person just dwells on anger and hurt and all these feelings of betrayal and just outright antagonistic toward this other person because of perceived wrongs that were done to them. They're blaming them and they see them as uh, the enemy. And there's just, anytime there's anything said, it's just negative and hateful. And we were got to talking about it, more of a study on that type of feeling and not that particular situation, just in general, when you're uh, dwelling on those thoughts. Even if you're, you know, you're into all of this and you're uh, creating the life you want, you're experiencing wonderful things, but then, and you know there's power in the imagination, but then you re- you don't even realize the the pain that you're holding on to and the unforgiveness and the what you see as betrayal. And then you're having all these hateful things, hateful thoughts and about this one person directed at one person, but it's not necessarily going to, that doesn't, you may never have contact with that person again. They may be out of your life and that person may have no problem with you whatsoever, but it's the feelings that you're having. The feelings you're having or what you're being, that's what you're being, that's who you're being. So if you continue to dwell in those feelings, you will be confronted with those feelings, with those the repercussions of that, the reflection of that, the experience of that. So why continue dwelling on the crappy stuff, the awful things? Because it's all within you, and only you will experience the result of that. No one else. And so that got me thinking about uh, the scripture Galatians, uh, Galatians 6, verse 7. It says, Make no mistake, God is not mocked. A person will harvest what they plant. So, and it also says, I don't have the scripture in front of me, but it says uh, that God is no respecter of persons. So, if, whether you're a jerk or a wonderful person, whatever you're feeling, whatever you, the who you are being, who you're imagining yourself to be, your concept of self, God is not mocked. God, your imagination is not mocked. You will reap what was planted. You will harvest what you've planted. So why not fill yourself with feelings of wonderful things, and this, I found that there are times um, when there's just a lot of stuff going on, you know? And then some days I've been to the point where it's like, okay, I just want to cover all this in, you know, in one big thing. Kind of like the woman, Neville talks about a couple of different people in his lectures. And I don't have the lecture name. If, you're, if you've studied Neville, then you know it, you'll know the story. If I can find that the lecture, I'll put it in the notes, the link to it, uh, either the YouTube video or the uh, PDF version of the lecture. 
that I can find that he talks about it. But anyway, and this woman was just so overwhelmed with things and needing money for this and that and food and just was feeling really down, really, like Neville says, behind the eight ball. You know, you ever felt like that where it's just like, oh my God, I got to imagine for this and then I got to turn around and imagine for that. And then I have to sit down and imagine for this later. And then, well, hold on. And I have to go revise the first thing I just did uh, because that other person bumped me out. <laughs> and then it can be so overwhelming if you're looking at, thinking of uh, that you have to sit down and do use the techniques. And, and then you're worried about that, that, you know, all these, should I use this technique for this one? And maybe I'll try this technique for that one. And, and then it just gets very overwhelming. I know, I've done it, I've been there. Everything I talk about, I've experienced. And I know, what I'm, I know it works for me. And again, always look within yourself to see what really works for you. But if you're listening to this, then you brought this into your own life. You brought this into your own, your life because maybe you've imagined you need more. You need, or maybe there's something, you know, you're looking, you're just getting started and you're, or you've been doing this for a while, but it's like something's not going on right. And then maybe this, this is the podcast that gives you the answer that, that brings you over the edge, you know? And it's like, aha. I love it when I get messages from people. I've got a couple recently from people that, talk about that, how a certain podcast just things clicked for them. And they did that. They did that for themselves. So good on you for doing that. So anyway, back to what I was talking about. This lady was so overwhelmed with all the needs. She told Neville she was just worn out by the end of the day trying to imagine all these separate things. And so she had that moment, like I did a while back, you just get fed up with it. I don't know if she screamed and roared at the sky and, and balled up in fetal position crying and laughing. <laughs> I don't know if she did that, but she had that moment where she said, this is, I can't do it all. I'm worn out and falling asleep, trying to imagine for each little thing. So she just pulled up an all-encompassing imaginal act, a feeling. A feeling of something as wonderful is happening right now. Not, it wasn't, uh, you know, this is something I used to hear in church. Your miracle's on its way. Your day of jubilee is on its way. It's right around the corner. It's on its way. Just pay a little more to the tithe. We're going to pick up a collection plate. And then once you give enough money to the church, then God will pour out the blessings on you. Well, that's what Neville talks about. Well, first of all, it, the money thing, that was, that's what I used to hear. That was the message that as you give in cash to the church, then you'll be blessed. And only because of that, which I don't believe is right. I believe when it talks about tithing, giving your first fruits to the Lord, that's going within. That's going within and to the true source, giving it your all, the first fruits, the first of the harvest. That's within you. That's what the tithing is about. 
You give, you go within to the source, to yourself, and God opens the storehouses of heaven because it's, the kingdom of heaven is within you. So it's not to a church. It isn't. But the other, other thing was this, it's coming. It's on its way. Your miracle's coming. One day it's going to come. When the, you know, in the sweet by and by, I'll get it. No, this woman said something wonderful is happening right now. And she brought up those feelings of wonder and joy and excitement of something wonderful. This wonderful thing is happening right now. And she dwelt in that feeling. Anytime she had doubts, she just brought that feeling back up and just dwelt in it. And before too long, she was, uh, she got a lot of money. I'll let you read the lecture. It's really cool. It's a really cool story. And she, a man she hadn't seen in years started providing for her from a distance. Didn't contact her in, uh, in person, but had his people do it. Apparently, he was very wealthy, but basically, he set her up for life. For the rest of her life, she was set up. She did not have to work. She had money for vehicles for to live off of and to live well. And it all came from, isn't it wonderful? Something wonderful is happening right now. Something wonderful is happening right now. And that's, I just said it, and that's what I was about to get to. Neville talks about, he calls it the lullaby method, but... It's, it's basically, I think it's the same thing. It's those feelings of, isn't it wonderful? And whatever it is you're wanting, whatever it is you want, and you assume it's done, and you're just rejoicing in that, you're excited. Isn't it wonderful? For me, isn't it wonderful is something, I don't say that phrase. It doesn't sound natural to me. Isn't it wonderful? Uh, Neville grew up in a different time. And so that was maybe a phrase that fit, you know, was, was something that uh, was normal to say. For me personally, I have my own things that I that mean the same thing. So you come up with your own phrase or your own, you know, something wonderful might not work with you. Whatever it is, it brings up those feelings of, oh, this is happening right now. Right now. Because the feelings that you're having is what you're being. To have is to be. If you're having the feelings, then that's what you're being. That's your concept of self. So what I do sometimes, and it's worked for me, some days I just, you know, when I notice my thoughts indicate that I'm, you know, in an unlovely state over something, and instead of battling each and everything or, you know, working my way through it tediously, I just go into bringing up the feelings of love or abundance or bliss. Again, whatever works for you, whatever words uh, work for you, because it's the meaning you give the words. I have other things, I use, other feelings I, that I saturate myself in. But instead of, you know, when you're just having one of those days, just take a few moments. And if you can get, you know, if you're at work and you go to the restroom, go sit in the stall for a, a couple of minutes. Just get quiet. 
close your eyes if you can and just be love be love be bliss be exhilaration and when i started doing this a while back initially you know my part of me was like what what's love what is love you know what does that feel like to just be love not to love my puppy or to love kim or to love lsu football go tigers they're playing tonight in the national championship there's that love but i'm talking about just being love letting love saturate every part of you all of your being and just sit there if you don't know what that feels like that's cool you're about to because as you're sitting there in the silence and you're feeling you're contemplating love you'll notice the feeling changes your body changes you'll notice how your body feels when you're dwelling in love when you're being love when that is all you're imagining is just love all encompassing love for yourself for everything but just focus on love the feeling of love and notice how that makes you feel how your body reacts to it and how you feel on the inside your thoughts what are they saying try abundance you know looking at the bank statement it's like oh well okay got twenty dollars and we've got kids to feed and um, gas and bills and paydays not for three days okay well don't give meaning to that and don't buy into that being the reality because that is just a reflection that's just what you've been imagining and it doesn't mean you're imagining wrong just because let's say you've already imagined you've already have been dwelling in the state of abundance or wealth prosperity plenty whatever you want to call it whatever is that whatever you call that feeling of i really don't have a problem with money we always have it to use and we do what we want whatever um, whatever works for you you know you've done it but then there's those thoughts you know you see it i've been there i look at the account like whoa you know and i'm i used to immediately start backtracking what am i doing doing wrong i did something wrong something's wrong and then i sink right back down into doubt and fear and impatience and worry and I get stuck in that doom loop like a, I've coined the phrase now the doom loop of worry and trying to fix it and thinking I fixed it and then worrying again and then revising that and then realizing maybe I need to revise the revision and then you just caught I get caught in this vicious circle this whirlwind of just revision and worry and revision and worry I've completely lost sight of the state of my wish fulfilled i've got i'm just so wrapped up i don't even realize that i'm dwelling in a state of fear and doubt i've been there i know what it's like to look at the account and to freak the hell out you know has anybody ever felt like that can I see a show of hands can i get an amen you probably have been there too maybe not that's great 
but maybe there's something else. But so you see that, and I've been there where I freak out and just lose it and think I've failed. I failed again. No, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you failed. You decide. You decide to give that meaning. Did I fail? The quickest way to deflate or to diffuse the situation is to choose not to give meaning to that. That doesn't mean I failed. Does not mean I failed. Doesn't mean you failed. Doesn't mean you're not doing this right. Like Neville says, persist. Persist in this new state, the state of your wish fulfilled, in this new consciousness of this new state of mind, this new person, this new experience, this new reality for you. Persist. And I've talked about this before. The first definition of persist is to have an uh, obstinate, you're just obstinately going forward in spite of uh, obstacles. And that, to me, of course, I hear used to hear persist, and I would think, Ew, persist sounds hard. I don't want this to be hard. What's well, not? Not really. The second definition of persist simply is continue to exist. Continue to exist. So in spite of what the numbers tell you, because those are just numbers, don't give that meaning. It doesn't mean you failed. It does not mean that. Maybe you've imagined, you know, you've been imagining being good at this, being a master at this, to being right on top, even though there is no space is an illusion, right? So there is no top or bottom. But let's say for just for the sake of explaining this, you want to be the best. You want to be a master at this. Well, this is a great way to see your mastery unfolding, right? What a better way to demonstrate to yourself how far you've come. So don't give meaning to the numbers. The numbers don't make you feel wealthy, do they? No, that's just like everything else. That's within you. So don't let the numbers, I've done this. I've looked at the numbers, looked at the account, and then got upset. And then by the end of the, night, the, end of the day, I'm taught thinking about how, oh, the, there's guilt. I'm feeling all this guilt. I haven't been a good father. I'm failing them again. I should have taken that job years ago. I shouldn't have gone to that job. I should have, I should have stuck with you know progressive insurance back in the '90s. They paid well. Should have stayed with them. You know all these different. Uh, yeah, that was a job I had. But anyway, I, I'd gotten to the this this self pity and self uh, hatred. This I'm just awful. I can't do this. I've let them down. Just relax. Just relax. I've been there. I've been there riding that bucking bronco of fear and doubt and, and it, it's gnashing its teeth at you. I've been there. But just relax. Because if you start dwelling on that, 
you know, even though you have been dwelling in the state of the wish fulfilled, you know it, I'm feeling abundant, I'm feeling wealthy. And then you let yourself, you give meaning to what you're reading on a piece of paper or on the, your banking app. If you give that power, you're giving life to that, you're putting the power outside of you. When, kind of like what Neville talks about, a false god. Those numbers have no power over you whatsoever. That's not where all this starts. And now that you know that the feelings you're having, the state you're in, your state of mind, your state of being is what you experience. Don't look at the numbers as a failure. Don't give any meaning to it and continue existing in this new state of being. I promise you everything changes. Everything changes. And don't look for, don't go on, on the hunt for past blockages or things from your childhood or your uh, hereditary sins, karma. Don't put the blame on anybody else. Don't even blame yourself. We're all learning. We're all doing this. There's no need to blame and get, you know, accuse anybody and not certainly not yourself. Just let that go. There's no ge generational sin that's keeping you back. There's no generational blockages. Let that go. Don't go, don't imagine up having to hunt down things. If you go on the hunt and think there's stuff that you have to dig up and fix, then that's what you're going to be doing. So back to the numbers. Don't give that meaning. Not at all. And don't dwell. Don't get do, did, do what I used to do and get stuck in the doom loop. And, you know, I taught, mentioned it like a whirlwind. It's like a tornado. And I'm just spinning around. Worry, worry, worry. And then I get tossed out like a tornado does. And I land up. I end up landing somewhere like, oh, man, how did I get here? Because that's what I was dwelling on. That's what I was feeling. So ignore that. Acknowledge it. Yeah, it says that, but that's not what I'm feeling. I know I'm existing in this wealthy state, in this abundant state. Abundant seems, for me, it's like, eh, I grew up in a church with that abundant in the name. You know, one of the full gospel churches, charismatic, praying in tongues very all about you know um well that kind of stuff but so i like using other words but i see abundance abundant pop up a lot in things i read so if that works for you that's cool whatever it is this wealthiness this prosperity that you're saturating yourself with and feeling letting it come up from within you from your belly hmm Yes. And now you may be, I don't know, I've never been wealthy. So I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like to be abundant. You know, you might see wealthy people and it's like they really got it going on. And you think, well, how does that feel? What does that feel like to be wealthy? You don't have to have done that to bring up those feelings. What would it feel like right now? If you could take off on a shopping spree and not have to check your bank account, 
and here's one that this is some, this is me right here. What would it feel like to just pick up and go grocery shopping without checking coupons first or you know searching for the best price of meat? I used to go. There are three stores within a couple of miles of where I live, and so I used to map it out. Okay, I'm gonna go here first and get the detergent that's a dollar off, and then I'm gonna drive two miles down the road and get the meat that's three dollars off, and then I'm gonna drive to the the big box store and get some other stuff that's uh, a better value. You know, I'm not saying you have to you can't look at coupons and things but what's the feeling behind it for me that was a biggie i gotta gotta scrimp i gotta get the cheap meat i gotta search for coupons and look for deals not that deals are bad you get what i'm saying it's the feeling behind it what was my motivation is because this feeling of lack i lack i am lack because that's the feelings i'm having hmm let that go and give life to this wealthiness, this abundance. So what would it feel like to be able to go shopping? Take your daughter shopping on the spur of a moment, spur of the moment. Let's say it's right now. You're going to get you and pick your favorite person. You and whomever are about to just go take off shopping, maybe out of town. How would that feel right now? How would it feel? What would you feel like? And don't, you know, don't start thinking, yo, yeah, but we'll have to pay for it later. I can't charge it. Stop that. Don't overthink it. What would it feel like right now if I could take off? If I am taking off right now, getting off, I'm leaving work because I don't need the hours. I don't have to continue here. I can take some time off. I'm just going to go on a shopping spree or take a quick vacation and not have to worry about how to pay for it. You're not putting numbers. You're not saying, well, I have to have this amount in the bank. No, don't, I'm not asking you to do that. Don't worry about the how. You're solving for X. X being your desire. And the solution to that is its fulfillment. And you do that by asking yourself, what would I feel like? How would I feel right now if I'm doing that? And for me, picking experiences got me in the mood, got me in, into the understanding of what it's like to be wealthy, my own understanding of wealthy. You ask the rich man down the street, he might have a completely different idea of what wealthy means. So don't worry about them. What would it feel like to just go do whatever you want, to take some time off on the spur of the moment and go on a trip, go on a shopping spree, host a party, huh? and you pay for everything. You don't have to send out a list for, oh, I need everybody to bring something. Why don't you be that guy or that lady? Yeah. What would it feel like to be the cool person that hosts all the fun parties? That's the fulfillment of your desire, that feeling that comes up. And your faith in your imagination, your confidence in your imagination is what matters. It's your faith in the assumption that I imagine it right. Do you believe you did? Yes. Well, then you did. Don't overthink it. Don't go back and worry. You did it because your faith in yourself 
in the imaginal act, however you did it, your faith in yourself is all that matters. So I used to get caught up in that worrying and worrying, did I do it right? Did I do it right? And then I saw a quote from Neville one day about that, about your, your faith in the imaginal act. You might, it might not have gone like other people's imaginal act. Don't worry about that. Did you imagine the fulfillment of your desire? Okay, have faith that you did it. Kind of like what I talked about last week, telling my kids, because I said so. It's that same feeling of doneness, absolute doneness. I know I did it. I planted the seed. It's done. I'm not going to give meaning to the numbers. I'm not giving over my power. There's nothing for me to give my power to unless I imagine that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's okay if you do, though. Because, like, you know, we don't die. And we're always learning more and exploring and expanding. And one more thing. This came up in the conversation with Kim, too. You know how for so long, uh, uh, myself and I've talked to others, Think about how hard, it's so hard to, to move states. I don't even know how to move states. Neville talks about states and these other websites talk about states, states of mind. How do I move? I don't know what it's like to move. Well, here's, a good, here's good news for you. You have moved. There was a time where you had no idea that you had the power within you, right? Was there a time that you looked to an outside God, that you went to a church, or mosque, or synagogue, or temple, whatever, or nowhere. You just thought we're all just, you know, automatons controlled by the chemicals inside of us, uh, the chemistry and the genes, and we can't control it. And when, we, when this body dies, it's just nothingness. We're all at a point where we didn't understand this, where we didn't even know that there was something more possible, right? Can you remember back to that time in your life when you had no clue this was even possible? And now look at you. You moved. You're dwelling in a new state. That's how easy it is. You moved. You're now dwelling in a new state. Don't linger in the state of seeker or linger in the state of this is hard for me. Or it's hard for me to stay in this, the assumption. It's hard to get to the point of doneness. Or it's hard for me because I'm used to being sick. But just notice that you've already moved from one state to another right there. And that's just one example. But that's great. You're on the path of awakening. And we all are. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here, imagining up and dreaming this world, this experience. Look at it like that, that it's, you're still on the path of awakening and you're now in this new wonderful state and you see the wonders of imagination and get excited about that, that it's up to you. All right, guys, I love you. Go Tigers. This is Feeling Twisty.